Hello and welcome to the Men on Mission podcast. Today I have a guest brother, Chris Farthing, on the show and it just so happened to be a man that I've seen around the traps and listened to recently on a podcast and I was thinking to myself, how the fuck have I not had this guy or met and bumped into this guy properly before? So uh, I remember, I don't know where I was or how it worked out, but I reached out and then lately I've just been seeing you around the trap. Saw you on Sunday at Bongo's. Well, maybe that was last weekend. It's a blur. Life <laughs> is a blur. But uh, thank you so much for being here today, brother. Uh, it's a pleasure, brother. I was uh, really excited when you reached out, brother. As um, Yeah, like, a, like you just said, we've seen each other around at a few different events and that uh, sort of thing and really, really, really loved your vibe. And then I've, I've seen your podcast out there and resonate with all the other brothers you've, you've had on um, and also elders on as well. So... You know, I only call Duncan as a as a elder, even though he's a brother. <laughs> <laughs> silver fox, <laughs> yeah, the silver fox. So yeah, no, just yeah, really, really resonate with the work, and we do pretty much the same sort of stuff, and everyone's intertwining, and it's always great to catch up with other brothers, and yeah, really sh- share what's share what's alive for us at the moment, and mm. and be this be this voice out there for the next generation, and also the current generation of of men, um, being coming to these safe places of being able to talk. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a big one for me is sitting in circle with other men and encouraging men to open up and feel all their feelings. What got you into doing men's work, bro? How did that come about? Yeah, I, the getting into men's work. Um, wha- you can inter- even start at the yeah, beginning let's, if you let's, like. Let's, let's, okay, so it started with, it started with breath work. Uh, I... Well, this self journey, I'd I'd been in the supplement, you know, Muay Thai background, had been in the martial arts background, had been doing all this stuff on my physical body, and Wim Hof came into my awareness probably about eight years ago, um, and you know all about the breath and all about nature and letting go and you know you and then yeah and then it was about six years ago now or so then I started doing some breath work and then stepped right into that breath work journey. Um, of learning about breathwork facilitating, learning about different modalities of breathwork, getting myself certified to then share that knowledge and bring it into my own sort of daily practice. And through that was where I, like that journey of myself, starting to look into myself, like going in deep on, on where, like my own rebirth, my own birth, all these sorts of things and start to look at all these unconscious patterns is then like that started the work for me mm. and i wanted to go like this like the breath can be it is amazing fully transformative and can do all the things and yet it was i still like i wanted to talk about things as well like i love bursting through the energy so then there's no energy attachment to it okay you know, emotion just energy in motion so the emotion's gone and yet there's still like you know an, an old tape deck you know like playing around the back of the head and I'm a talker. I love talking. I love chatting with my mates and ever anyone, everyone about it. And yet, the mates that I would talk around in my current circles would be oh, just talking about basic, boring, you know, down the pub. Yeah, mate, freaking bitching about work, bitching about the missus, or bitching about family. It was th- that sort of cycle. And if it was anything we'd talk about, it'd be silly, tongue in cheek. Um, maybe we'd get, you know, maybe you get, you know, get quite a few beers deep or quite a few. You know, smoke tea, whatever, and then you start really. Someone starts breaking open, mm. and yet, from what I'd learned, I wanted to be able to do this on a daily. Um, 
And it was really getting into... It was actually like Kyle, that um, the chocolate was introduced me to Danny. Um, <laughs> and I, I believe that's where it like sort of started. I went, I went there and in- introduced... That's where I met Brooke and met Danny and met a few, quite a few of the other brothers around. And, and it, that's where it started. That's where it really started. I sat in a couple of circles and continued to do the work outside of the circles. And then I'd just pop in here and there, float in and out, uh, and would, t- would touch base with, you know, be doing some work with Kyle here and there, and then uh, do a program with Kyle, beautiful, and then come back to doing my own stuff, then go deeper into the breath, uh, then went on a journey into the plant medicines, went to Peru with, with the chocolate wizard, and we uh, just go, went deep in through my physical body went really deep there and like the breath has been my like i call it a crutch but it's been like my freaking best thing like to be able to use that in ceremony to use that on a daily basis in all aspects to be able to talk about this vulnerability and where i wanted to go more into the circle was noticing that none of my other brothers like the sisters were great sisters are great at this and i now I know like throughout my life I've been that I was always the friend zone guy. So I was always in the friend zone with all the girls. So I'd been that brother to a lot of sisters over the years. Uh I had my own businesses and stuff. So I had you know, I was even like had a community little takeaway store. So I had like the whole community that would come and talk to the local sh- shopkeeper or the local takeaway guy and all the wives. A lot of the time it'd be the wives and the teenagers and other the women would all talk to me. So I'd hear it all this and I you know just offer a different perspective, all this sort of stuff without knowing anything about this, right? And just maybe a different, you know, reframe or something on it. But never really much with the brothers. It would always be, it would have to be that, the only way brothers would open up is that have to be a carton or two deep or be on an end of a two-day bender or be coming down off some substance or something like hitting rock, rock bottom um, to where they're that vulnerable that they'd finally speak. And I was like, but I'm having these beautiful conversations with women all the time and with no, you know, beautiful conversations, yet not having the same depth. And once I started having this conversation with men, I was like, what's going, like, it was like, it was like this subconscious thing in my head. I was like, what's going on? Why can't I do this? Why isn't this happening with men? And then through meeting Bear and doing some of his workshops and actually going through a rites, or basically a rites of passage with Bear, I uh, did a, a weekend w- with Bear and, and the brothers and stepping into that role and even like straight up being like, okay, yep, going through my stuff and also noticing there's like, you know, 60-year-old men here that are going through stuff that I didn't realize I'd gone through when I was 20 and had these realizations, but they're still going through it. And, you know, they've now had three ex-wives or whatever they, their story is and they're still, they're now just going through the work now. Mm. And... You know, I'm a th- I was a 30-year-old, you know, early 30s then, you know, just starting 30. I was like, okay, th- this is work that I've naturally been intuitively doing. I've been in and around these people, and brothers have always come to me for guidance and assistance, and sisters especially, but brothers always, and that be it. And we're obviously, you know, if, if they're a carton deep, what am I? You know, so I'm, I'm, I've had the... And now I don't drink, and if I do, it's, you know a specific beverage from a specific place where I know it's being made. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to love every sip of this beverage, yeah? And thank you. Who, no, the, maybe it's actually been a brother in Karam and he has made it. I'm like, thank you, brother, for making this beer and like sending all this love and gratitude. It's a completely different practice now for me when I drink. 
ceremonial so, beer. Yeah, yeah, very much so, brother. And so, so I'm not around these circles of the men, and then what I do, they're just like, oh, Chris is the hippie, and it's, which is interesting now. You know, they're like, oh, Chris, like my brother calls me Chris the hippie, which which is like hilarious now. Um, that that this is like the way it sort of like gets, but it's getting dismissed um, of this vulnerability of this men talking about it, and so. Uh, it's been now like I've just been like okay I want to learn more how can I do this more how can I do this more and that's like brought me through the breath took me through the plant side went went through okay embodiment I then started bringing it into the Muay Thai bring it into the martial arts uh, uh, having a mentor in, in my martial arts was like a having like a second it was like a, having really having like a first father figure for me and having someone that could really hold that space there that I could be completely vulnerable mm. about things as well and having that, having these sort of mentors in the in my community now, and realize, fucking, like how grateful I am for that. And then there's this huge part of me that's like, fuck, I feel for these brothers that do not have this. And how can I bring this to this awareness that it doesn't have to be this like what this picture that I'm hearing is this these hippies sitting on a friggin' hill all singing kumbaya around each other, or you know, or all these men all just getting naked together and. Oh fuck! Why the fuck would they want to get naked together? What's this all about? And I think there's definitely that stigma, yeah. and I feel, I feel like that a lot of the time. For me, is I feel like I'm a bit of a bridge because I'm not a, I'm not a hippie. Yeah, but I am conscious. Yeah. So it's like so many people are like Linz, you like the bridge. If you shaved your beard off, you'd probably even get more work. You know, it's because I'm not the bead wearing, mm. you know, yeah, hippie yeah. guy. But I'm anyone that knows me knows that I'm also not super straight either. So yeah. it's like, how do we how do we fit this this mul- while meanwhile I'm wearing full hippie pants. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's hippie like pants with a death shirt, brother. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a death collective <laughs> motorcycle shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and balance, right? <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, it totally is, man. That's the contrast for me. Um, but I feel that I feel that how do we bridge that gap for men like i hear it in your share it's yeah how do we get these men that are stuck in what society says and maybe in the hamster wheel in the rat race and you know we can see the other side but to them they're looking in going what is this what even is this what do you mean men's circle like what is that Yes. You know, is it everyone just sitting around crying about their dads? Like, mm. is it? Yeah, or, or the, how their dad treat, or how their mum treated them, or that they, they love their mum or something. Like, it, it, there is very much this interesting sort of, st- very interesting stigma around it. Especially Aussie men. It's like, yeah. oh, vulnerability. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Oh, mate, I, yeah, I was, like, my business was in a small country town, and, yeah, everyone had an O on the end of their name, you know. <laughs> Every, everyone, it was, yeah, there was Mikko, Dave, you know, everyone had an O on their Chris O, you know, it was, uh, that was how it was. And, yeah, we, we'd all get vital with each other, like, a, again, in a different space. And where I'm no, what I am noticing, though, and this has been really interesting, and this is what's really driven me to push, like, more recently, and just, like, no, it's time, is that I've had the older men... Now these these men, by older I, I I just mean they've got kids, um so they've got that more responsibility, and this is where I'm noticing that they're coming to me. Uh, well I'm noticing it more, is that they they've they're now bringing up kids, and they're like fuck I do not want to raise the kids the same way my dad did, 
right? And this is the space they're coming from. I don't want to be, I'm noticing, shit, I'm doing some of the stuff I hated my dad doing. And what I'm loving about it is that they're going, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to repeat the, the cycle. Yeah, I, I don't want to repeat what my dad did. Or I don't want to, or, but how can I do it, you know? And if, if that's all I know. Yeah. Because that's it, the modeling. 100%. Like that's, that's the modeling. And they're noticing the modeling without even a conscious awareness, without anything like this. They're noticing this modeling. And it's uh, what I'm really noticing is that it, they, and I'm, I think it's interesting because I'm noticing it now, right? And I think that, pardon me, I think there's a part of them that they get to that point and then they just, I, well, I guess this is just how I am. And, oh, yeah. I, and I've witnessed this as well with some of the older, oh, well, that's just how I am, mate. That's just how I've been. And I've had that from women in the past too. Oh, that, that's just what I'm like. That, and that's just me. And I was like, why? Or when did you choose that? What? Like, I, I know myself, I can be completely different from minute to minute. And I can be a different person from day to day. Yeah, I can be the full hippie Chris going around. Or I can be, you know, Muay Thai, you know, kicking people in the head. Or I can be business Chris, sell, you know, selling business stuff. Or I can be like all these different hats that I can put on. Yeah, or I've been full metal Chris. I've been like rock Chris. Like, it is... It's all this integration, right? And I, and I, I love kicking back with the boys, and we'll, we'll we'll shoot the you know shoot the shit top thing and hang out. And what I'm noticing now is, I I just uh, it happens really at an unconscious level now that I just divert the conversation to ch- something changing it to seeing the positive on different things, and it, it, it's really like I feel like it's something now at the moment that's exploding. It's really really exploding in, in the world right now, and obviously the current circumstances outside. And around us at the moment, are, are if the one big takeaway they give you is the, like the current situation that we're in as a world collective right now, is this question about choice, right? So it's it's really big in in the ether at the moment. There's everything about choice, you know. Everyone's talking about pro this, pro that. It's all about choosing, right? And then it, what's happening, even people, regardless of what they where they are in their life, is that they're going. They're taking that on a subconscious level and going, where am I choosing? Oh, I don't want to be the same as my dad. Or maybe I don't want this job. You know, or maybe, I, is there something else I can do? And and, and, and it is it is edgy for them, and I'm noticing that. And, uh, and, and it, um, yeah, I'm just the really excited for it, yeah? The like pattern interrupt is what I see. Mm. It's people coasting along in their lives, happy, however they're doing it. And then we have a world impact, like something that's happening in the whole world is affected and it creates this pattern interrupt of, oh, fuck. Like it's almost like you're waking up. It's the bump in the road. That that that's breath, what it feels right? like. Yep. Yeah. It feels like we've all been going 100 k's down the freeway and all of a sudden a fucking meteorite just flew over all of our heads. We're like, is this the road I really want to be on? Is this the pu- is this the relationship mm. I really want to have? Is this the career I really want to have? Mm-hmm. Is this the government I really want to have? Is this you know? Do yeah. I actually am I actually in control of my body here? Like yeah. all these things that I'm looking at for people. It's like it, lots of people of what seems to me like they're waking up. Yeah, very much so, and I, I'm noticing that a lot. Like I said, only in the Muay Thai community a lot, and you're seeing it from boards broad spectrum and they're all like okay what job do i really want do i want this job do i need this job what else can i do what skills else do i have 
what is it that I wanted to do that I, I'm not doing that, that, that these questions are coming to them and then going from that it's like well what do I really want and it's amazing that I'm seeing this is what do I really want for my kids yeah and so I'm seeing a lot of people like buying land and then I'm like at, at first when I first saw that you know this sort of thing my because I had the same thought it was like just get the fuck away obviously you know d- doing that run you know type thing right and yet, as speaking to them now, because I've noticed some other friends that I didn't expect to be doing it. And what I'm noticing is that they're like, no, because I want my son, then, because then we can have the, you know, one of them, can then we can have the horses, and my son can have the horses, and he can do this. Then it's only a 20 minute drive for me to go to and from work instead of an hour at the moment. Uh, instead of having a mortgage with this lump, I've now got this lump of land, and I've, my mortgage is a lot smaller. So their monthly nut of what they need to get in money-wise is now dramatically dropped. They're, they're calling it the work-life balance has completely shifted and altered. I'm like, oh, you know, now I can take my kids to the park. We can go down to the beach. The beaches that we've now moved to, where now we can drive on. There's fishing. There's different lakes here. And it's like, I can build this family. I can, like, with my family now, this is my being my priority. It's like, okay, what do I, what do I, what do I really want to priority? Who do I want to be around? And I'm seeing this same sort of thing also in the conscious community too, where there's people, okay, who do I actually want to be around? Who do I really want to work with? And uh, and people looking out and reaching out, okay, I, all right, so I have these people around me. Okay, what areas of my life could I do with some extra help in, you know? Mm. You know, or, okay, I'm good at this and I'm good at that. Fuck, I'm, I'm crap at this. I'm crap at that. Well, who's good at that? A- and asking, you know, who is good at this? And And that's, a huge piece that I'm noticing people that, and this and yet it's all still external it, it's just you know um, it, it's, it's that paradigm but it, it, it is a huge like you're saying a big shift a big awakening sort of thing happening and um, and I, you know, I've, you know, I've been in these circles for a few years now so you hear about these things like you know from you know what's happening on the on the planetary cycles and, and different layers of what's actually happening and yet, on a day-to-day, ev- like taking a bigger step looking out of the community, it is just this, like, people are just waking up to choose, like, getting out of, okay, do I need this, not, you know, do I need to keep doing this nine to five? What What is it that I actually want? Like, yeah. And I think it's the, the concept of the, the difference between decision and choice. I mean, mm. that was something that I got profoundly when I did Landmark Education's work years ago. I mean, my personal development journey, as most people know, is I've, I started it when I found out I was going to be a dad at 21, you know, and it was the same thing. It's, I don't even know how to be a dad because I'm a kid. It's mm-hmm. basically how I felt. I was, well, how do I, I'd never even changed a nappy when I became a father because I was the youngest. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, I am fucking out of my depth here, you know? Yeah. And I want to be the best dad I can possibly be. So I need to not, if there's stuff inside of me that I don't want to pass on, how do I not without knowing what I'm actually even doing? So for me, long story short, but the, the thing with decision and choice is like to decide is to cut off. So it's the, it's the, it's either this or this as a choice. And it's like, Oh, I have to cut away my options. Whereas to choose is to actually choose powerfully choose freely. So my understanding of choice is it's a much more empowered place rather than to decide, Oh, I have to make this decision seems negative whereas i choose this because i choose it 
then it's an empowered place. And I love watching people find their sovereignty in that, find their sovereign being, and then making choices in their life that actually resonate and align for what they want rather than doing it to please others. Very, very much so, yeah. It's like, well, like more recently, I've just recently done like, you know, the NLP side of things, hypnosis, going deeper into this, into mastery. And it's, that's the whole thing. We all have a choice and y- everything you're doing is having a choice. And this big piece, the biggest takeaways that I've got from it um, is that people are not their behaviors. Yeah. And everyone is doing the best they can with the information they have available to them at the time. Like the two biggest takeaways and because then for me then when, once you can fully embody that and bring that in is that you can then see that on everyone around you okay beautiful compassion, then. yeah and you've got you then get that compassion yourself yeah rather than being empathetic which is taking on if you look at the etymology of it is taking on other people's patheticness right and then you go to compassionate yeah which is community and passion you know, you look at the etymology of the words and the words that we, s- this has been the biggest thing for me why I actually love the NLP side, why I went there. It's because I'd done the Muay Thai. Yeah, Muay Thai is martial arts, body, mind, spirit, yeah. Breath is also body, mind, spirit. Yet linguistically to exactly articulate what it is that needs to happen and to cut through some of the fluff, cut through some of the woo-woo and cut and bring it straight into that unconscious mind and communicate directly with that unconscious mind was like, boom, all right. This is the stuff I've seen with a lot of my mentors around, you know, Joe Disp- Dr. Joe Dispenza, these types of people using it on their daily level, having these huge self-healing, people's self-healing journeys, the human body that I'm well aware of can do all these sorts of things. Like, okay, and how then how is your language supporting or not you know, or, you know, or failing to support what it is you're choosing to do. Mm. Yeah. And so the, yeah, the language and that's, that language is also how we talk to ourselves. Yeah. Because our unconscious mind does not understand. And this is a big thing that I've, with the Australian community is is something that is like, like glowing at me, you know, like a big bright light all the time is that our subconscious mind as a human being does, has no understanding, comprehension, understanding, staying under, has no comprehension at all of jokes, has no comprehension of the word not, has no, yeah, there's, has, cannot understand, like, you know, so if you say I'm not this, right, your unconscious mind actually, he, the not does not exist, right? So, uh, you know, this Australian slang of, oh, not bad, you know, or oh, I woke up this morning, you know, like all these sorts of like, Oh, you know, I could be worse, you know, or I've been worse, like all these sorts of stuff in, in our language. And then, oh, well, at least I'm not this. Like you're always comparing yourself to something else. And this subconscious patterning of doing that is really, I'm feeling what, like, comes down to it in, in this big thing of why you see it now on a society level where everyone is so down in the glumps and looking at the your negative. And it is something out there that, is extremely well known um, in the people that make money, yeah. In in, in these higher media. up circles, in yeah. all of them, and they've, you know, I- I- you're talking media, you're talking, you know, any sort of business person, anyone that's making six, seven figures, any any like 
corporation, all this sort of thing, they don't need to understand it because they've got the money so they hire someone that understands the linguistics of this and they do that. Just like the food companies do, they hire someone that knows the scientific so when you eat a Doritos chip or a Pringle, for instance, perfect example, once you pop, you can't stop. There's the linguistics of that. So then they're telling you once you pop, you can't stop. So then your subconscious mind is thinking that. And then there's also the scientific behind it where they get the scientists to put all the right chemicals in it so that it stimulates all the right parts of your taste buds so that after you have one, there's no such thing as palate fatigue anymore. Your palate just wants more, right? And it's, okay, well, if they can do that at a larger with scale... Food. With food. If they can do that with the news, if they... Like, seriously, you just turn off... Or, for a fun game, flick on Channel 7 here in Australia, they go to Channel 9, they go to Channel 10 for the same article and w- see three different perspectives, right? So it's like, well, what the fuck is it? Why am I even watching this shit? And I've completely cut myself off from that. And what's exciting is that you still know exactly what's happening. Anything major that's going on, you're still fully aware of it. And yet, like daily shit is not... I'm not combated constantly with... Don't, 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 don't be fear, be scared, be this, be that. Instead, I, I see opportunity in everything now. And it's it's a big piece now. It's like taking a look at it and like, okay, where can I choose to do this? Where can I choose to learn this? Where can I choose to insert fun in this? Where can I choose to have play with this? Okay, yeah, you know, and, and okay, all right, beautiful. Where can I, where can I choose? Like play and fun uh these things that I feel as men, we've been told to straighten up, be a man, you know. What are you doing playing around over there, you know? What what, what are you doing? Get over here, stand next to you, you know, stand over here, be straight, you know, tuck your shirt in. Like there's no play and no fun. And yet when you look at it on a vibrational level, above love is play and fun, like on a higher vibration. And, yeah, <laughs> and it's like what like oh so it's like like, like everyone talks about love and like love is amazing and it is powerful you know what's more pl- powerful is having fun than play it is such a gateway and men in particular forget it and i think so often the beauty of being a dad again is we remember we're reminded from our children and this is why i believe our kids are our biggest teachers mm-hmm. for men is Oh, that's right. Got to play. Yeah. And with our women, yes. got to play. You know, it's like not putting the pressure on, not putting all this expectation on others, oh. but just to remind ourselves that we are infinite loving beings by and through the action of play. Through the action of play, yeah. And and guess what? We all fuck up and we all make mistakes. So wouldn't it be okay if we all just owned our mistakes and played with it? And... We could choose, and what we've chosen in the past is okay because we can choose in the present now to be completely different on what we know and what we understand now than what we choose now. Maybe completely different to last year, maybe completely different to last week, right? And that's okay too. Yeah, we we are not our like again. We are not our behaviors, and we are not what we've done in the past or what we may think that we are or may be in the future. Hmm. What you have control on is the present, and. Okay. The now, the now, now yeah. The now. So, so what can you, as a, so in knowing that, all right, how can I embody that and be the best example that I want to be? Say, f- for instance, you're saying there with the father, beautiful. How, how can I be the best example for my son? So, if I'm going to play, how can I be the best example of that? If I am going to 
be this businessman? How can I be the best example of that? If I'm going to be this lover with my wife how, or my partner, how am I going to be this best example of that? If it and, and then to go even further, if it comes to a breakup, comes to like hard times, how can I be this best example of even those times as well? Yeah, and I'm choosing to do that for myself, and then being that example is then also then choosing and that that's what my son sees and that's what people around me see and you you but all you can all we can control is us right so that if, I, if everyone's doing that on their own personal level out in the community all of a sudden it's like okay guy cuts you off in traffic oh amazing all right brother obviously you're in a hurry awesome bro have a great day man like it's all good like uh, anyone cuts me off in traffic and they I've, sweet it's amazing what i've had the big one of the biggest conversations i've had through martial arts is people about street fights i've never had a street fight in my life and when i was my biggest over 120 kilos no one wanted to fight me or you know what like oh, i used to have other people say oh no i want to fight you because you're so big and i was big and fat and chunky and slow and didn't know how to throw a punch and yet now i know how to throw a punch and i'm leader and i could run and i could do all the things I st- people are like, oh, do people pick you now? No. There's a way that you hold yourself as a man and as a person or even as a woman walking around that those ones that pick fights look for... Don't, they're not going to look for the guy with his shoulders back. They're not looking for the guy that's doing this. They're, they know what they're looking for on a subconscious level. It's ingrained in us from generations of being you know, in the tribal time where you'd pick out the weak... Because you're doing it then in a tribal scenario to either weed out the weak or bring that weak up to your level. Yeah, so then there's no weak level in the tribe. So then we can all go together strong. So when we all go into battle, we're all strong. You know, when we're all protecting our wives or our children, we're all strong and together and we're all working together. Yeah, and if you are weak, then we're going to feed, you know, you're going to get let off and gone. Yeah, or you're going to come up and meet us. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that we do on our subconscious level. And that is what you see in the streets when the kids you know, attacking people or doing silly things like this or even just on a, you know, on a, on a business, even on a business level, yeah. Um, so it's really, really interesting just to then be like, okay, people have, you know, oh, you have, I've never had a street fight and I, and it's interesting because I also, like, I trust myself but I'm also noticed that I'm also very observant. My eyes are open. I'm all, people are saying, oh, you're always looking around. I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, I'm in an environment with hundreds of people, say, for instance, around me in a venue or thousands of people at a festival or something. And it's like, well, be aware of your surroundings. It's a, a huge thing. And and then you, you, you and listening to your body, if something doesn't feel off and you feel like you need to move, move. Yeah, okay, I need it. I'm going over here. I need to go get a drink. All of a sudden, you've walked over to go get a drink, and that's where the fight started, and you just happened to not be there. All right, so how many times I can look back on my life and see these sort of things happen, or where I'm with a bunch of mates and nothing happens, and yet they'll go out on a different night with a couple of different mates, and then you know, I look at who's there, and you're like, okay, and then all of a sudden, you know, someone's getting glassed or something. Fully innocent, like innocent bystander, the innocent bystander all of a sudden is getting glassed, and perception is projection right so it's like okay where where are they not looking after themselves mm. you know where, where are they causing heart hurt and harm to themselves you know it's a very 
it can be perceived as a very harsh way to look at things. Even like car accident, I recently had a couple of, years, um, couple of months ago where I wrote my car off. Someone completely none of my fault got hit side swiped and my car got written off. Okay, where am I not paying 100% attention? Where am I being, you know, I wasn't insured? Where am I not doing these things? How did I co-create that? Yeah, exactly. And then, what? okay, all right, beautiful. And then what can I learn from that to then move forward to be better? Okay, all right. I also, you know, there's things I noticed from it. Okay, yeah, I wasn't doing this. I wasn't, okay, this is where I've been slipping. Beautiful. So I saw it as a blessing, yeah? So that's that same thing. circling back to your choice right so then that's a choice that i'm choosing to make on how i'm choosing to see that these things are happening for me and rather than to me yeah so so it's such a huge powerful thing and that's where I'll, i'll bring this right back to the to the men's work in the rites of passage and men sitting together and and it's quite simply starts off with um, this is what I've witnessed, is having an elder or someone there of s- that's holding the space. Yeah, They set they set their tone there. Like we, this is the biggest thing about men's work, is that we're holding space. This is a space, and that ho- by holding space, I mean this is a space free of judgment. This is a space fully safe. That everything's welcome. Your anger's welcome. Your sadness is welcome. Your fear is welcome. Your guilt is welcome. Everything is welcome. It's all here, brother. We And we all... Anything you are feeling, I have felt, and and probably feeling myself, yeah, because the perception is projection. So if you've if something's coming alive in you and you're in this men's group and we're together, then there's a part of me that's going through this same thing as well, mm. yeah. And that's the real power of it is we're all oh you no, you start noticing this, and the more you turn up to it, the more that that I've no matter when it is or what it is, shit, this is like the biggest thing. Is that so? It gets away from this isolation. Um, I had this actually breakthrough again this morning. I had this feeling of just isolated and noticing this part of me that just wanted to go run out to the bush again and just be like. And then my partner's like, "Can I offer like you know a reflection and everything on it?" And I was like, "Blessed to have this beautiful partnership where we're open and communicate with my loving partner." And and she's like, "Can I talk about it?" I'm like, "Yeah." And as soon as she starts talking about it, I was just like, my head just goes. Okay, she's like, I'm, and it gets to like it was an old pattern of mine where I would get to myself to this almost this overwhelmed sort of place, starting to feel overwhelmed where I was choosing to feel overwhelmed, right, rather than excited, you know, <laughs> and and I'd, I'd run and yet now I'm like, okay, so I'm taking these little steps towards this excitement. Yet there's like the more I take that, there's more, that there's more, and then I was like, took the step back, I was like. What do I actually want to do? Oh, I want to do this. Oh, shit, I want to do that. <laughs> Fuck, like, I, I actually want to do this. Oh, f- what am I, like... And, and like, it all dropped in on myself, right? And that's the beautiful thing about the more you do the work and the more that you show up and the more that you show up for yourself, the easier and the quicker, like, the, it really comes in. Like, you know, sometimes it could just... Someone could just give you a look and then you're just like, thank you thank you brother they're like what about bro I didn't say shit it's like (laughs) just witnessed me man just witnessed me man you you saw me for my shit or you called me on something you know or I realised where I was being out of alignment or even out of authenticity to myself and that higher point of ourself right having the having the the container set in a way that you welcome the challenge from others because that feels so good it's not you're not perpetrating on me you're not 
telling me off. You're calling me forward. You're calling me out, but you're calling me up. You yeah. know, and having that around each other is so powerful. Where it's I'm not doing it for my ego. It's just so you have a great life. You yeah. know, and that's the beauty I feel like of men's work is we're just calling each other out and up. We just want better for each other, so we don't have to rely on our women or on certain people in our lives all the time we can just go and be the best version of, of ourselves out in the world and this is like training and that's to me what it's like you know i go to men's work every week because it's like going to the gym every week i don't just go to the gym once and yeah. then expect to have a, a body like a god even though i do <laughs> <laughs> but it's more you know having that it's the reps you know i don't mm. go to jujitsu once and go oh i know jujitsu i don't do muay thai once and go oh, i tried it it's like it's a process you know and the same with men's work it's i show up because i'm doing the reps it's practice yeah and like everything, you know, the more you do the practice, then it becomes this unconscious, you know, it then becomes this unconscious competence in it where you, your baseline of what you're doing then is at this next level. Like, and, and then people like to, oh, but that's jujitsu or that's much. Look at it, look at it on something basic. Like, I'm looking out the window here and I see the car. Look at it in the driving. And really, anyone that's listening, have a l- think about how often you're actually paying attention when you're driving. It's an unconscious, nine times out of ten, you're doing an unconscious practice of your, you know where you're going, all right, and this is where I'm going, and you know, the hand automatically hits the indicator, the foot automatically goes in the clutch, driving a manual, the gear automatically changes, you're looking, oh, you see the lights up ahead, all right, yep, no, oh, mate, behind me is merging, this is all happening, and you have millions of processes happening at the same time, and it's all just at this unconscious level, to the point that people can, and you know, use their phones, do this, do all these sort of things. And yeah, there's accidents from that. And it's, but there's also like people that do it like constant, constantly and have never once had an accident. All right. And it, or people that, you know, fall asleep behind the wheel. And you're like, how the fuck can you fall asleep behind the wheel of a, of a car? And it's like, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. Like it's, it's so simple and so soothing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Until you hit the ripple strip, right? Yeah. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Now all of a sudden it's a 7k run before you feel on that tired. Then all of a sudden it's a 10. Like this human body is super adaptable that we can do that. Well, I'm sure we can all relate to it at times, at times of drinking. You know, that first beer, you have one beer and then you're drunk. And then before you know it, you're drinking a carton before you get drunk. This human body is adaptable in all these different ways. And it's like, okay, well, where am I choosing to get this adaptability to be stronger? You know, and where am I choosing? Okay, I'm going to choose to put this water in my body. I'm going to choose to all right, surround myself with these people because they're either living the life I want to live. All right, beautiful. Or, you know, okay, they're on the journey as well. Beautiful. Let, let's be around these sorts of people where we, where we can talk about our stuff. All right. And we can be vulnerable about stuff from a place of non-judgment and talk about it. And these, cont- these you know, platforms or containers, I like to look at them as platforms, uh, which really got brought to my awareness rather than containers recently. And I was like, because a container, you're trying to contain something, right? As a platform, you're putting people on and it's rais- rising up. So like a, a, the Mentorwork is an amazing platform that you can continue to rock up. You can choose to keep going, be on this platform and rise up with these men. Go away, do what you need to do, come back. Be, and you've got this accountability is a huge piece on this. Yeah, Accountability, the vulnerability. And then I, in doing that in yourself, it's really interesting. Like I've noticed then brothers and sisters around me, they're noticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? And it's 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 this piece now on getting, I feel, is in like having these sorts of conversations to get it so that, okay, any Joe Blow man can just come along and really, you know, from this place of, yeah, they don't even, you know, and as you can speak to this as well, like coming to, you can just sit there and say nothing. Yeah, just witness and do it all as an internal process, you know. And it can be everyone else. I've gone to many circles and I may just check in with how I'm feeling and check out with how I was feeling. And I've just sat there, you know, held space for the other men, allowed them to bring up what's come up and witness that and witness where that is in me as well and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's me. Maybe I just raised my hand half a dozen times or a dozen times, you know, like, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm in that too, brother. And through that brother then sharing his vulnerability, then all of us go, fuck yeah, that's me too, brother. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that has these thoughts, yeah? And it's really, we all have these thoughts and realizing that we all, you know, we it, it's a human thing. It's normal to have these doubts. It's normal to question these things, especially, which I'm noticing right now, when you're doing new things, especially when you're pushing the edges, yeah? It's normal to have these feelings. Just like when I was starting at the gym, it's normal to maybe get a bit of pain, because you've you know using a muscle more than you've ever used it before. Maybe it's a bit tired and it wants to grow, so it wants some more food and it wants a bit of rest so it can grow, you know. Or or maybe I'm learning a technique and my my hips a bit tired or my kicks not quite rolling over. Okay, all right. And then I but, you know, I keep going. I keep pushing through. And I keep showing up. And I keep choosing to keep going. And then I there you now show something and someone's like, oh geez, make that look so easy. You know, and it's it's something that's really around all of our awareness everywhere. We've, we're all aware of the Bruce Lee quote, you know, you know, be aware of the man that's done one kick ten thousand times, not the ten thousand kicks once. Yeah, mm. and we all these sorts of quotes that we could all just spill out all day, every day, any day. Now you could throw on your social media and see see millions of them. All right, which is amazing. It's it's that 
it's amazing and it, it's a gift and it's a curse i feel yeah it's a gift because it's around so much now that it gets overlooked i feel uh, that just by looking at it it's like, okay that's enough and the big thing that i where i'm at now is switching from motivation to ah the word is just escaping so switching from um oh i love it when you have a complete mind blank and forget the word um inspiration there we go she's back motivation to inspiration yeah so motivation is something outside of us inspiration is getting something from inside of you inside so that's that feeling inspired to do better it's feeling inspired to do more and that's something from inside of you yeah so that's that's really taking on in in your own body and i'm feeling inspired it's like oh that and everyone's pushing motivation let's let's start talking let's start really bringing this awareness to inspiration what inspires you? I I have something similar where I I believe that motivation is bullshit and it's actually discipline. Mm, Discipline's yes. actually where it's at. Yeah. And creating habits around discipline. It's like I don't feel like it. It doesn't matter if I have motivation or inspiration, but if I just have the discipline, it's like it it takes out the emotion and i'm such an emotional being so it helps me you know but being inspired of course yeah. you know like to me it's the i just wrote a post and i posted it just before we started this podcast around having inspiration and fear like you should be excited as almost as much as you are afraid of something and then that's a guiding post like let fear guide you as well because if you don't care, if it has no fear in it, it's almost like there's no reason to do it. There's no like, ooh. But if you're leaning into your edge, that's where there is fear. And a lot of men go, oh, that's fear. I'm fearful, so I better avoid that. But that's where the growth is. So if fear is actually like you're getting closer, fear is a warm, mm. you know, fear is a yellow light where it's like, oh, and on the other side of fear... It's what you want in life well, so often. So often. W- what was really interesting, and this is what Oz has come up to me, is um, the feeling of fear, right, is exactly the same in the physical body as excitement. Exactly. The only difference is the absence of breath. So when you are fearful and you, you when you start noticing this in your body, you actually hold your breath. So when you're fearful, <gasps> you hold your breath, right? If you take that breath in, it's you're actually... Oh fuck! I'm excited. Yeah, and and and, it, and that's all it is. It's the and and it is like on a physiological level, it's just the absence of absence of breath, right? So it's exactly the same thing. So that that's bringing almost back to that choice, right? Am I choosing to be fi- fearful or am I choosing to be excited? And it's interesting because everyone has different motive. Like you know, everyone has different things. You know, some people like the carrot out in front of them and they're chasing the carrot. Other people like the fork. You know, where the fork's poking them along. The right? whip. Yeah, or the whip. Whatever. I'm a masochist or recovering <laughs> masochist. So it's almost like things need to be hard for me. Uh, it's almost like I'm motivated by the whip. Like if I get challenged, then I'll do it. And it's so often it's got the fuck you in it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you can't do that. Oh, now I will. I'll show you. You know, versus Lindsay, it'd be really good if you did that thing. I'm like, mm, yeah, but I'm not going to. You know, <laughs> oh, I'm 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 not hearing you, brother. I'm exactly the same in that way. Very much recovering masochist myself, self masochist, and very much like that's where I got all my biggest learnings from self harming in in really ways, you know, emotionally and physically. 
was or that's where I get the most growth, and that was where I found my growth. And it is very interesting, even in you share that, like that, whether it's in martial arts, whether it's in sexuality, with everything, it's always been for me. It's also actually because I've always been thinking, oh, maybe I go towards the character. It's like, no, Chris, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I definitely, one hundred percent. I, 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 if I don't feel it, then I don't know. I'm growing. It's really, it's, it's, it's a physical feeling thing for me. Like I physically need to feel, always like need to feel the pain, or that's how, like for me anyway. Like I'll, I, I could do it now. Like I could be sparring boy or something, and I'm whack my toes on ankles and knees, and whack my feet on that. It's like great. Awesome. Where's my technique? You know, needs needs some work. Where is this needs to this? It's like awesome. Okay, cool. All right, no worry. Oh, you know, or I've got a bit of muscle pain from the gym. All right, cool. That means I, I did some work. Or and there's also like, it's learning also where that limit is too, right? Like, okay, this is too much pain, and then pain is also knowing also that pain is also a choice, right? Oh yeah. Um, that it's like okay, all right. Um, there's that healthy side then, you know, and we we all go. You know, it's that pendulum swing, yeah. We all we all sort of slide that pendulum too far to one side or too far to the comfort side. And I just with you, Sherry, that yeah, you, know, you could could you do this? I'm just like, yeah, I could. <laughs> I need the whip, man. Yeah. I really yeah. get that for myself, and it's knowing. And you know, the growth for me now is like I'm holding the whip now. Mm. I'm not needing the external someone else to do it for me. It's how can I love on myself enough to challenge myself or create in the environment of discipline for me. So regardless of motivation or inspiration, how yes. can I show up? You know, Jocko Willink, you know, yeah, discipline equals freedom. So yeah. one of my highest values is freedom. How do I create that in my life? Am I actively leaning towards these repeated habits inside of myself or ways of being that allows me to be that way? And that's the most important because otherwise... I'm just the old story of me that got put on me as a kid and society gave me that's not actually what I chose. And so I'm, you know, for me currently, it's all around unpacking that so I can choose to who I want to be. And that's the power of work of archetypes and creating individual yes. archetypes for people, not just the Jungian archetypes, which I'm quite accustomed to and very knowledgeable on and run programs in. But now it's how can I create individual archetypes for each individual man that actually gets him lit up so he can then take on that being so he can have quantum shifts in his life yes and not have to do the grind of changing but actually just shift shift completely yeah Im embodiment yeah Re really Im embody what it is that they uh, they really want to choose to be yep. yeah and the embodiment and the emotional intelligence of it yep. as well it's like how do i cognitively do it and where's the resistance yeah so if i'm embodying it and i'm getting my four brains aligned yeah how then does it go and sit in those four brains and where's the resistance which is stephen pressfield's the art of war war of yes. art yeah, yeah and it's having that like where then is the resistance let's work on that limiting beliefs out putting yeah. in something new and then how do we consciously relate that into the world how do i actually do that so it's taking a man from just doing practices all the time because i mm. see that so often so many men have these beautiful practices but then when they go out in their life are they really being it yeah is it really landing how can we get this integration my biggest piece for men is 
how do we take all this stuff that we're learning as conscious men yeah. and actually land it into reality, into relationship, into our heart, into our being, into the world? Yeah, And that's the next part for me. Yeah, definitely. Man. That, that integration piece is huge, brother. It, uh, it, is, it is something, uh, especially for, my, uh, for myself, and it's something I've even been reminded lately of taking that time again for myself. It was just a couple of days where my partner's like, you're feeling a bit dense. Like, you're, you're doing, you're really doing things. It's like, where are you being? Where are you, where are you like, being? Are you? Oh, I'm like, oh, fuck. It was this big thing, and I was like, okay, all right, no worries. So this morning, boom. Yeah. yeah? Then, you know, this morning, okay, down the beach, by myself, you know, sit down the beach, just sit there. Okay, cool. What do I feel like? What do I actually want to do? Oh, I'm going to go for a swim. Beautiful. All right. Go for a swim. Get back out of the swim. Open up my, you know, look at the full horizon. Take in everything. All right. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to do some breath work. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. What do I, you know, and just doing stuff for myself. Again, I was like, ah, oh, okay. And yeah, so that's sort of that work there. And that's what I, that's what I love about the stuff like myself even now, but being, bringing this in with with the like my whole integrated now coaching like being this integrated man and, and building this is is that ho- that whole thing of the you know yeah everyone's got these practices and you know you see people that constantly d- show up and doing these things and maybe they've got a little practice and it's like a band-aid yeah yeah putting putting a band-aid on things or it's good like oh, it definitely it's definitely, definitely a good thing but how does that practice transfer into the actual thing it's like training we can all watch people do squats on a swiss ball but when you want to deadlift 200 kilos does standing on a swiss ball help is is that practice that training is that transferable and this is where i come from with my snc background and my olympic weightlifting background it's you can do a lot of things but let's do what works there's a yeah. bit of that, and I see that so often. People come in, oh, I've got this new fluffy thing with a rubber band, and you stand on one leg, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I'm trying to kick people's heads off. Mm. What's actually going to, what do I really need to do here? Oh, I need to kick. Yeah. I need to not do single-legged squats all day. I actually need to do the thing that I'm doing. How can I do it in a better way so that my practice is more transferable? Yes. That's what I want, and it's more in the... Who am I actually being when I go to kick? Is there a you know is there something else in my being that's actually stopping me? So it doesn't matter how much training I do, it's actually in the art of the thing that I'm actually trying to do. So this is why I'm thinking about it in yeah. a different way for men. I'm bringing my background into yeah. what I'm doing now. And the thing that got me the other day that I listened to is logic is fear in disguise. Yes. I was like, yeah. and the other one was time is created when we resist. Yeah, because time is not real. Huh? All we have <laughs> is each moment. Yeah. So it's, if I'm feeling something that's not how I want to be, mm. what am I creating right now? What am I resisting? Am I being too far future focused, mm. which creates the anxiety, or am I too past focused and yeah, not present? Depression. Yeah. yeah, so it's like moment to moment to moment. I've got now, I've got now, I've got now. Who do I need to be in this moment to create the now I want? Yes, and learning that for yourself. Like, who do I want to be? You know, that I, who do I want to be? Not 
okay, yeah, there's a beautiful guy over here. He's he, he's got a great style. Okay, this person here, yeah, it's great to have someone to look up to. But who are you? Who do you want to be? Yeah, and 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 a big thing that dropped for me there when you were saying that is like the thing that I took on. Yeah, there's there's people that you know. Oh, you want to put on more muscle so you can be stronger and hit harder. And yeah, I like being a bit lighter and being more nimble than being a bit faster and having that that playful side of it for me. Okay, I I know for me that the knockout power has got to do with my strength. It's got to do with the right the right shot being landed because timing I, timing and. You know, you can hear like the greatest, you know, good old Conor McGregor and stuff like that. You know, Tommy Beats, but all that sort of stuff. Like, which is, you know, all that. Sort of, but it really, it's the human body is a frail, weak, yeah, elbow, <laughs> elbows beat shins. Yeah. Ask Conor McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> like the human body is a, is a frail, weak thing that, and you know, compared to nature, you know, a stick can penetrate our skin and put us down. You know. And yet a lion or a bear or something, they'll just friggin' scratch their back on a friggin' hard tree and not even feel one bristle. Like, us compared to that, you know, or a claw of a bear, like if you watch a, a bear take down a moose and he just pats it like he's patting it on the back and the thing's vertebrae just snapped in half. It's like, oh, okay, when he eats the animal, he eats it arsehole first or guts first and he's just like, I don't care if you're fucking crying. I'm just going to eat you. Like, okay, well th- that's him doing him. Right, where where are we doing us? You know, we're, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to be stronger. I want to do this strength thing. Okay, cool. And I've seen this in the gym, guys. And then, fuck, they then can't move. They can't scratch their own back. They can't wipe their own ass. You know, or or the or the alternative. It's like oh, I just want to be speed. Want to be fast. And then they okay, beautiful. You're hitting like I've got mosquitoes whacking me harder than you, brother. Like that. There's that balance of finding where it is for you. Yeah, and. It's so, so powerful in that, it, like, really what you're saying there is that them embodying what they are and, and owning them on, on where it is, where it is then powerful for them. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 in doing that, it like, okay, like, are we gonna, it's not going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes. Maybe I did put on too much muscle at some point. You get, okay, I found that was too slow. Or maybe I did go too lean. Or maybe I did try this diet or I did try this training and that wasn't for me. That's cool. All right, but there's something else, and there's always something there for that person, and it, it's that coming into all of themselves. Okay, did I really, did I really do that, and and like really test that to a certain thing, or did it just start getting hard, and then I'm like, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many people, man, yeah. the ego gets challenged, and it's like, oh no, nah, I just want it to be easy. Like I want to feel that, feel that new relationship energy you know in everywhere in life oh we had a fight so we ended it oh i had one tough gym session so i stopped yeah or i went hard one day too hard or i i did one th- i i pulled a muscle because i you know well i can speak for myself i dislocated my knee in a muck around boxing session and what did i do i'd got a massage before i went into training Okay, let's just loosen up every ligament and tendon around your knee joint and then go ex- try and explode off your knee to throw a body shot and see what happens. The body lets go. So I could have at that time chosen, oh, I've got a weak knee and, oh, shit, okay, I need, I need to do some, re- I need, you know, like the physio, you know, do the rehab, strengthen muscles around the knee. Beautiful. I did that sort of stuff too. 
did some of that. What I did do, the biggest thing I did do, was I put that leg brace on. I went back into the gym the next day, and I was, okay, where can I still train? I can be, Muay Thai is the art of eight limbs. All right, I just went southpaw, okay? And my left leg stays straighter. Let's work on my right hand. Let's work on, you know, using, let's work on this technique. There's always something that you can continue to do and work around the inju- injuries, or, or maybe even it's just being there in that environment witnessing others and knowing that from watching others i'm learning that and and i'm learning it and then using my mind and training that in you know they've done the studies on the people that you know do the flight simulators without even flying a plane and they fly it better than someone's done the hours in the plane or people that have just done the visualizations of you know shooting baskets you know the greatest the elite of the elite in any aspect that you ever think of they've all incorporated visualization but the brain well. doesn't know, or the unconscious subconscious doesn't know the difference, man. It really doesn't. That's why I'm such a big fan of the embodiment practice around archetypes. Mm. It's like if you can pick somebody that you're inspired by to be like, you can literally imagine what it feels like to be in their body. What yeah. would they say? How would they say it? How would they do that? How would they go up to someone they're attracted to? How would they say it? Yes. Like if I was Matt McConaughey, how would yeah. I approach this woman right now? If I was The Rock, how would I go into the gym? Mm. You know, if I was one of the Gracies, if I was... Save your hands <laughs> yeah, if I was Pachecha, how yeah. would I feel like on when I walk, step on the mat in a competition yeah. of jiu-jitsu? Definitely. It's like, you know, what happens if I was Gordon... If I felt like Gordon Ryan walking on the mat, mm. Conor McGregor, whoever it is, it's like find someone that you're inspired by. What would they feel like being that then you can resonate on so your body can have the sensation of what it feels like. And then that is then the embodiment practice. And then that becomes who you are because you can be whoever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like this is the reality. And I'm excited for men to have this experience. 100% brother. I'm I'm excited for for men to be able to experience that sort of program. I'm excited for men to have have this choice now to go around and meet other men and be able to like choose to explore all these different things like we have all this freedom now to do all this sort of stuff and it's all around us and it's it's fully available to us um and you just need to really just ask anyone and like anyone you've been around and there'll be someone that you know that knows someone that can point you in the right direction having alex kenny was one of the best things having him on the podcast and he's a dear brother of mine and doing the Gallup strength tests. Mm. It's like knowing what your 34 strengths are in order so then you know what your biggest strengths are so you can be more of those strengths and then find people that have different strengths that you can then lock in with that works, you know, and then you feed off each other. You know, his work's incredible that he does. And, um, you know, it's like for for so many men, it's it's a cheap investment. It's under $100 to do the test. You can do it online. Mm. And then you can go off and do a one-on-one with someone like him that's coached in it. Amazing. Life-changing. Literally, yeah. just things like that. There was a, you know, a co-facilitated on a workshop on Sunday with Kaibor, The Art of Relating. And it's like, oh, you want a better relationship? Go and do a workshop on how mm. to be in relationship. Like, it's not a, it's not like your relationship's broken or there's something wrong with you. It's like, if your car's fucked, you go and fix it. Yeah, well, it's, it's really obvious. Like it's almost like to the point of the, uh, like, even going to Zim, like, okay, the car's got a ticking sound. Fuck, I can go, you know, you know, like, I can actually go get that looked at. It's the same thing. 
you know, or do you wait till it breaks down on the side of the road and then you, what, what happens then? You know, we end up paying exorbitant amounts. It takes longer time, takes more, more investment. Yet if I'd just gone when I heard that tick, the same thing in our physical body, same thing in our relationships, same thing in our like, communication, everything, you know, you'll notice something in it. And the more that you actually are tuning into your, you know, into those four brains and listening and getting that, what we call like, like the guest from all four bodies on it, like, okay, where, where can I go do this? You know? And just asking for what you want. Asking for what you want. Like I've done these relationship workshops and I've these sorts of things and it's like, okay, yeah, this can be challenging. All right, this can bring up things. And then it's also, this can be fucking fun as shit. And then, and then I we actually like, get what I want. And then I can ask for what I want and then notice, oh shit, she actually wants this, that too. Oh, like, oh, we both do this sort of thing. or And also being okay with a no as well. But at least I've asked. So I've asked for what it is I want and then I get a no and then it's like, okay. And yet then, then from the okay comes the negotiation of, okay, it's a no to this, but we're going to do this. All of a sudden, I'm now experiencing something that I could only think in the past was like a pipe dream and it came from me asking for what it was I wanted. Yeah. And this started for me about asking myself what I wanted. Yeah, there's a lot of people do the practice, you know, ask, especially in relationships, is that, you know, what, if you want a relationship, okay, well, write down all the things that you want in a partner and then look at that list and then become each and every one of those things. And then all of a sudden your partner will be there, right? Because <laughs> like attracts like, right? 100%. So, so, so if, you, if you write down that list and you look at it, you're not one of those things, you know, you want a fit partner and you're not fit at all. You want someone that's loving and compassionate and you're an arrogant prick. You're like, you're like, hang on, hang on a minute. Like, how's that going to work? Mm. Yeah. Oh, geez, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm abusive. I want someone that's, you know, nice and loving and not abusive. And yet I'm being abusive to myself in these aspects of my life. Fuck, I wonder why I've got someone around me that's showing that as a mirror. Everyone's just that mirror, like we've been saying. Like, So, it, yeah, em- embodying it and taking that on and learning it. That's what I've... It's what I've loved about bringing in this li- this linguistics that I've been doing lately into it, man, and really going like it's the smallest little reframe on things and using like the power of like perceptual positions and stepping into okay, can I see what you know what was my dad doing or what was someone that person doing from that space and how were they feeling? What were they thinking at the time? Okay, what information did they know? How did they? Oh, okay. All right. So then, it, and then stepping out of that, and then from knowing what they've known and seeing what they saw, then what do I feel then? Mm. Oh. Realizing that your parents were kids at some stage, and they had parents, and they got treated a certain way. You're like, oh yeah. And and then also ask then, mate, have you asked the questions from your parents? Like, have you asked them? Like, are you familiar with how they were brought up? Did, have you asked like, or maybe their dad didn't even bring them up. Maybe you think that they were brought up by their dad, but they were really brought up by their grandfather. Yeah. So I, I can And then his ideals are actually passed on to you a lot more. Like we most likely have baby boomer parents who got brought up by the silent generation. So the silent generation is shut up, be seen, not heard. So that was the parents that we had, which was we don't really know how to model our emotions because we got them all shut down. And then they're our parents. Exactly. See I can witness that from both of mine. See I've got I've got, you know, beautiful father who was in that generation you know shut up be seen not heard uh don't cry don't don't show your emotion that's weak 
you know this is you know wartime you know so men are men men you know whatever you saw at the war you keep into yourself or whatever you know so we don't or if you didn't go to the war then you're strong you know you don't do this you know there's all these rules right so then very so then what do you get now i, I see a man very quiet keeps himself to himself doesn't follow his emotions and yet my mother you know similar generation you know they're 10 years apart but similar but she was brought up by more her grandmother right mm. and then in seeing that she was a strong empowered woman that stood up for what she wanted and took control of everything and then i can see that in my mom i'm like okay <laughs> all right so that's where you know i get mum that stands up in control she's in control of everything. she loves everybody wants to help everybody but she is the one in control because that's what her grandmother was and the monarch was the was the monarch you know in, in a time where women didn't really stand up for my great-grandmother she's born 1990 like uh, uh yeah no no yeah, whatever it was yeah 1901 she and you're like when time when she st she stood up against a uh, abusive husband like these sort of things come out as you get older you learn left an abusive husband completely left and found your this sort of stuff was unheard of in those times and then so she's this strong, empowered woman that then found a loving, supporting partner and was then able to do th bring the life that she wanted into her kids. So then in seeing that with my mum, okay, I can see where she's got these sorts of things. And and being able to, okay, beautiful. She's doing the best she can with what, what she has. Dad's doing the best he can with what he has. Beautiful. And and then and also and there's a big piece around this that I, I've been working. Beautiful. And then loving them that yeah mm. I especially and, and i've noticed this in myself and i've noticed this in, in a few you know start doing the work and then we try and then get every try emphasis on the word try and get everyone else to change around us yeah it's a choice for them and we can just we can control us and we can be the best example for us that w for you for me I, I can be the best example i can be for i and then if they they can ask and if they want to know more they can ask if they want to go somewhere they can ask i can you know, I'll definitely put the hand out and they've got to grab that hand, yeah? We're not there to preach out and tell them this is how you must live or this is how you have to be or this is the column or this is what you need to do or you must choose this. Beautiful. You can choose what you choose from that. All, I'm, uh, all I ask is that you, oh, and this is what I say to them, is that you are choosing that for yourself. Mm. You know, if, if that's all you want to do, that's awesome. Amazing. I support you in that. I love you in that. And as long as you're choosing to do that for yourself, amazing. And then if you want help on making that choice for yourself, beautiful. We can have a conversation. Let's 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 work on that. Yeah, and that that just put it's putting the p power on on themselves. Yeah, I'm not that it. I don't want to be there taking people's power away or, you know, pushing power onto people. It's all about them empowering themselves and making that choice for themselves. I want to do better or I want to work on this. Okay, and then they're Oh, I'm asking for help for that. Mm. Yeah, okay, beautiful. Something I wrote recently, it was around vulnerability. And I, I'm, I love words, mm -hmm. so I'm really big on words as well. And I researched vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And the use of vulnerability in our language was only 120 years old. Really, mm -hmm. was never used. And in the context of in back in 1901... Vulnerability was around war and vulnerability in war, which meant weakness. Mm. And then how it's changed in the last 120 years is now we use vulnerability more in a contextual way of emotion, 
of being vulnerable, as in not weak, but being open to build trust. So how do we get to trust? Is through the conduit of vulnerability. That's yes. how we get to trust. So we want to have trust in a relationship with each other. You and I say, yeah. How do we build trust? I be vulnerable. Yeah. Just enough. Yeah. And that opens the door for your vulnerability. Yes. And then you get to be vulnerable back. Now you, I could be vulnerable, and you give me nothing back. Yeah. Well, then we can't build more trust because it's a two-way yeah definitely and this is how we can build it and so for the people out there that are wanting to build trust with each other or in relationship or in friendships or however it is it's it starts with me i got to take that ownership and i've got to start to build my own trust inside of myself by being vulnerable for myself and then building it through that as well so coming back to that is when did you learn that vulnerability is a strength uh, ooh, I don't know, really learn it, really embody it. Mm. Well, when was a time that uh, uh, you like were really vulnerable? Yeah, like, I I think of many, and, and yet I'm going to just speak of the one that first popped into my head, which was this morning, brother. It was this morning. I was, I, like I, like I briefly mentioned before, was feeling like I was, I, I, like I was all alone. I, and I was had all these feelings and these thoughts going through my head, going through a cycle of like, oh, do I really even want to? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? And like, you know, and, th- and noticing these old patterns that have come up of like, oh, is that even what I want to do? Or does, does this need to happen? Does that need to happen? Sat with it, quieted myself down, and then was like, all right, I'm just going to talk it. All right. Babe, you know, do you have do you have a when you do you have a minute? And you know, when you got a minute, I'd really like to talk. You know, and she's like, she actually said in a minute, and I she and I heard something completely different, and I said to her, "Oh, did you say, oh, not right now?" And that's what I heard in my head was not right now. It was really bizarre, right? Like legit, that was what I heard. Not right now. And I said, "Babe, did you just say not right now?" And she's like, "No, I said in a minute." She was like, "I said in a minute." I was like, oh, thank you. And then she's like, and then she just stood there and we just like, quite, quite literally just looked in each other's eyes, held that space, and I said, look, I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling unsupported. I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm feeling like I don't know what I want to do. I'm feeling this. And she just held that space, looked at it, and offered out a hand, offered out another hand, and we just held each other there and this okay and then all right just held held that space for me no words needed just held that space and then like i briefly mentioned before like she she you know we went through on like you know her she showed a reflection she's like she actually she asked you know can i offer a reflection i was like yes please yeah again uh, saying yes and then the powerful question came where she was like what is it that you want or how can I help you? What is it that you want, right? And I felt all these feelings and stuff coming me, and I'm like, oh shit! I'm feeling it now. Just you listening. know, I was like, oh, oh, I don't want to ask this. I don't, I don't want to ask this. Fuck, I don't want to ask it. Fuck it. And I was like, oh, babe, you know, I really need some money. Like, I'm just like, oh, is is, is that all? 
I was like, yeah, like I've got money there. I don't, don't want to do this. I don't, how much do you need? Like, don't worry about. Like, I'd rather you ask me for it than you borrow from here or move for the money there or whatever it is. Like I know you've got the money there, but there's something stopping you from using that money for it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. She's like, what do you need? That like, what do you need? And I was like, I need a hundred bucks. She's like, done. And it was like, what? She's like, yeah, done. No worries. Done. And I was like. I just felt like this whole thing of just like I'd built up all this this cycle in my head of these different thoughts of all these different things and I was like oh it's weak to ask for help or it's weak to ask for money and I've been working on this stuff like and I'm like you've been working on this guilt I'm thinking so much lately brother like fuck it you know like all this internal dialogue right and, I, and they're like oh you know I don't want to take the money and then feel guilty for it like this sort of thing like I'm working on my guilt I'm working on this and I'm like what I actually want right now is, yeah, I actually do want $100 right now. And I want I want that. And she's like, beautiful. There you go. And then it, it, me then sharing that vulnerability, I then notice like this whole shift in my own physical body, this complete calmness in myself. And that calmness came from me just speaking it. Mm. Re- before she even answered, I was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to say it. All right. And this is from practicing and from doing it. I was like, fuck, I'm just going to say it. And then in saying it, she was like, before she even said anything, I was like, oh, that feels better. <laughs> I just like, I felt so much better. And then she's just like, yeah, no worries. Like, of course. And then I'm like, and then like, I noticed that my physical mind going, oh, of course she's got like, the money. Like, and I was just like, ah, took another breath. I was like, fuck. I just ask for what I want. And then that then blossomed into like intimacy she's just then like she'd had like this wall up because she'd felt that this density from me right Mm. and then in me being vulnerable and saying exactly what i want then straight afterwards she's then i'll be vulnerable again she's then like oh babe i want you to feel how wet i am right now and i was like (laughs) what (laughs) like like in my man head i'm just like fuck you i want to feel that you know like yeah and then i'm like I was like, okay, like your body, that. And then she's like, you know, when that started, when you asked for what you wanted. Mm. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Like, in, in showing up as a man, that is what the women, that is what society, is what everyone, like, deep down craves. And, and the, the part that I. W- I should mm. clarify for, for so many of the men is not to misunderstand this as needy wanting. No. But claiming. Yeah. There's a big difference. Huge. To claim something, I want this from an embodied wanting yeah. versus a, I need this. Yeah. Women are extremely turned off Ooh. by neediness. Oh, yes. Versus... Claim that'll, that'll dry up quick smart if you're very, very needy, mate. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I just had to say yes. that. I have to say yeah, that. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. That's yeah. a, a extremely powerful piece. And that was what she actually like genuinely felt. Like she knew I had the money there. She knew I could move the, move the money from the account or whatever, whatever it was. But in that moment, I'd, I'd sorted out what I needed to do to get what I needed to get done. And I was like, okay, I worked that in my head. Okay, it's going to cost, I need this amount of dollars, whatever it is. And at that moment in my time, what, what I needed, I thought I needed was that money. And what I actually needed was to be vulnerable about what I was feeling 
and just sharing what I was thinking. Mm. And from so from that place of vulnerability, then boom. And then straight after that, the universe then goes, oh, brother, fucking, I haven't seen your message sitting there this morning that you sent four hours ago. You can just go here. And then I don't actually need the money because then everything else that I'd <laughs> asked for <laughs> earlier then actually happens. And I'm like, oh. Okay, universe. Okay, now you like, now you're just showing off. <laughs> now you just now you're just showing off at me and saying that like, oh, so if you ask for what you want at the beginning, rather than going through these sorts of things and being vulnerable, step into that vulnerability where it feels uh, that ickiness in the body, but being true to my body and say exactly what it is, regardless of what it is, before I even worry about without even worrying about what coming back, it's like oh comes back to that resistance it's like mm. if i just in that moment originally asked for what i needed or wanted yeah then it doesn't cause the flow on either and it's not being in a shame spiral about that either not beating yeah. yourself up for not but just noticing oh that's that reminder piece just yeah. in the moment keep being in flow keep being true in the moment now 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 how can i be 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 that's exactly what it was this big highlighter for me this big reminder just like oh Posty okay. note on the forehead. Yeah, <laughs> like fully, like just fucking smack. All right, okay, yep. Life awesome. wants to give you what you want. Yeah. And the feeling of others, this is the th- part for most masochists, is that people love helping. Like, I know mm. you love helping people. You're a coach. Yeah. I love helping people. Yeah. And yet, do I let people help me? Yeah. It's actually a struggle for me. Yeah. And I'm sure it's been a struggle for you. And the simple joy of having someone be able to help me makes them feel good. So it's another way for me to actually fill my own cup and fill others' cups. Yeah. It's like I'm not taking anyone's, fi- like, you know, water out of their cup, so to speak. I'm actually, they're filling up my cup with their overflow. Yes. And, li- and vice versa. Yeah, definitely. From that overflow place. Yeah. Mm. And, and this is just reminding me of like a lot of stuff in my past where I was, you know, that nice guy, you know, I mentioned, you know, about being, you know, the, the friend zone is being that nice guy and not speaking what it is I wanted. Yeah. And it's, it's why, why didn't you? Yeah. From a place of fear. What fear were you rejection. afraid of? Ah, cool. a fear, fear of rejection in the past. Yeah. It was yeah. a fear of rejection. External validation. Ex- external validation. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. it's, it's something that I was, and and then it, it, it's, it's interesting because now I've been able to have these conversations afterwards, and they're like, if you'd have asked, like, if we'd have known that that, like, like we didn't know whether you were just doing like being the friend or not, and yet that's all you asked, that's all you showed, that's all you showed up as, so that's all we saw you as, and also knowing that, and this is where I see the big piece for the men, in knowing that when you're at the friend zone. And then if you ask for what you want and you get the no, still loving loving them in that no, then remate is where you keep that relationship still as the friend and everything still is beautiful. And it, the friendship actually gets deeper because then there's a couple of instances where it have vulnerability that builds vulnerability. trust. Yeah. <laughs> By just speaking your desire is sometimes all it needs. Yeah, it's it, it just that desire. Sometimes just speaking it and feel like, okay, that, that's a no. Well, it's a no right now, or that's a no in this scenario, or whatever it is, or you know, it's, or it becomes a negotiation or whatever it is. But it's in speaking that vulnerability, where we yeah, that trust gets to a deeper level, mm. you know, because there's 
you know, it, it can guarantee if you're thinking something like that, if someone else is thinking it, and there's this sort of thing, and yet you're both running these cycles through your head and of not knowing. And mm. the amount of times that I've, in speaking it, it just clears, oh, but I thought you were thinking this. Or I thought you thought that. It's like, yeah, this is where it is, and this is what I'm feeling. And also, and this is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I, I was, I was uh, even in that, I was vulnerable feeling like prior to saying it, I was like, I don't want to say I feel alone. Like, it, it's just been like her birthday and I've just been supporting her and it's just been like all this thing, you know, like doing her birthday and, and she is loving and supporting and, it all, and it's just like, but right now, what's true to me is that I do feel alone and mm. this is how I'm feeling right now in this moment. So, I boom. Yeah. And the other side of that too is the universe doesn't give us what we want. It gives us who we are. Yeah. So it's just like, who are we being? Yes. You know, if we can resonate on that, then it all comes through. Because that's the other side. It's like we're a vibrational match for what we get. Mm. You know, oh, it's not who we are. It's wh- what we get. You know, what we get is yes. the vibrational match. So if we think we are a certain way, then we get it. Yeah, definitely. Good or bad. Yeah. So which is there's it going to no, be? There's no, there is no differential between good and bad. Yeah, it quite literally is just a vibration. And that, that oh, I'm just going to drop a little piece here on this, on this manifesting side, right? Because it just came to me like then, and I'll remind it, come to me then about you seeing that. So I'm just going to drop this bit of knowledge here, right? So everyone does this manifesting stuff and they do it from this extremely masculine place of I want this, I want this, I manifest this, I'm going to manifest this, I manifest this, all right? We are electromagnetic <laughs> beings, okay? So we have masculine and <laughs> feminine, right? The masculine is that electro, right? If that magnetic, so your feelings, how you're actually feeling, so I want money, I want money, but your feeling around money is guilt. Your feeling around, oh, if I was rich, I'd feel shame, I'd feel guilt for the friends that don't have money or I'd feel shame for people that are less fortunate or whatever, then that is your magnetic side of your electromagnetic body. So it is repelling. So you can have all the electricity in the world, but that magnet is just repelling it from you. And that is the true power of manifestation. You look in like books like The Secret and you look at the people... Ask and it is given. Yeah, all this sort of stuff, right? And yet you look at the people that they... like. I can't remember the person's name off the top of my head, but the one that's like main quoted in that secret and they asked him to write the foreword for the book and he said no. And he said, because you've only got half the thing here. You're only talking about this masculine, about asking. You're not going into the feeling of it. To really manifest, you need to have the full, you know, masculine and feminine intertwined, the electromagnetic being, really work on the quantum level of what you guys are talking about. We are electromagnetic and you need to incorporate the whole piece. Mm. And then the authors and the publishers of the book were like, well, that's like a whole other book and that's like, uh, well, we're just going to go this way. And he's like, okay, thank you. Mm. And then didn't do the forward, right? Yep. And that's, that's, and and that's where a lot of the piece gets that's gets missed. And then because then they're like, oh, I read this book and I'm following this and it's not working for me, you know. And it's like, oh, what are you actually feeling around what what it is you're trying to get? You know, it may not be money. It may be success in your job, which may be you getting your black belt. It may be you winning a fight. Okay. Well, I'll speak for myself again. Where was okay? So I was doing all the manifesting, all the right things for my fight. And where was I? Where was I repelling it? Feeling bad for hurting my opponent. All right. Yep, so you'd always pull the punch. So I'd always pull the punch. 
if something got a little bit hard, it would just taper it off. If And if I'm not in danger in any way, shape or form, I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel in danger. I thought, oh, it's just a hard spar. It just became a hard spar. Because energetically, I, no matter how much my masculine brain was like, I'm going to bash this guy, I'm going to do this, or whatever visualization I'd done, the emotion that I had attached to it in the past was this, I do not want to hurt someone. So mm. I'm then repelling that away. Instead of embodying that, if they get hurt, they get hurt because I'm the one that I've fully taken on the point that I know that I'm going to get hurt, that it can happen at any moment. That's why we've done these waivers. That's why we've done all this training. That's why we've done all the things. That's why there's a doctor on the side here. That's why there's a referee in the middle here. That's why there's three officials around the outside. That's why there's a ring, right? That's why people are paying to watch. That's why there's lights. It's like all this thing is set up so it is the perfect environment to then express that and yet you're still repelling it. So then you wonder why your fights and you're losing by split points decision because you didn't quite hurt them enough. Or maybe you walk out and you've got a slight limp, but they're struggling to walk out and it's and they're like, oh, but I beat you. And I was like, hmm. And I didn't, I, I'd been working on this and this is really interesting because this has just dropped in now, right? So I've been working on this and working on myself and I was like, fuck. And then I sat with it and I was like, why do I not? And so I decided to not fight. And I was like, why? Because I don't want to hurt people. Okay. All right. So I don't want to physically hurt someone on a full physical body level. Then going into the ring is pointless because it's getting going to get to a point where someone physically does want to hurt me and I'm going to get hurt and I'm going to just allow them to hurt me because I don't want to be hurt. Yeah, because I know I'm strong. I know I'll heal. I know all the things. I understand all the things that the human body can heal itself and all this sort of thing. And all, so I'm just like, oh, I'll just heal myself. It's all good. Meanwhile, we only have one brain and we can suffer damage that is irreparable and can be irreparable in fight sports, especially in contact sports, especially even footballers. In soccer players, now they're showing with concussion symptoms and stuff like this from heading of car foot racing. Football, yeah, car racing, anything. Like you're strapped into a seat and your body's shaking around, anything, right? So there's a level of risk at it. So if you're not 110%, like fully in on all levels on that, emotionally and physically, like all the bodies, what are you doing it for? Yeah? Yeah. It's the, it's the subconscious vibration. What are yeah. you subconsciously vibrating? Because you can be conscious. It's like affirmations. I laugh at affirmations all the time. It's like yeah. the love and light side. It's yes. I'm standing in shit, looking up at the sky, going it's blue and it's all wonderful. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm actually vibrating on something completely different. And yeah. I've done that tons in my life. It's only uh, one of the recent programs I did where they actually went right into the depths of all of that. I was like, oh, there's all this area for me that I'm not actually a vibrational match for what I really want. I say I want it, mm -hmm. but there's so much stopping me really embodying it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm spending so much time on the practice of doing the thing that I say I want, but deep down underneath all of that, there's actually a disconnection to it. And yes. that's where I'm disconnected. And I feel like that with so many people in their business. They're actually a, a, a vibrational mismatch for their business. Yeah. They say they want to do all these things and then they repel it. Same with money. Money's so a big one, especially oh, for me, it's been a big one for me. In the past, it was relationships and then, you know, worked on that and all of a sudden, oh, ding, like this oh, fucking perfect woman's right in front of me. What's going on here? Mm. Okay. 
And then so work on that and then completely like disassociate that everything's the same. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then and then, and then go, Oh, there's money and they'd be like, Money is just energy. Um money quite literally grows on trees and is everywhere and we can make money doing everything. And then okay, I can understand all that, but how is my feeling around money? And doing what's the story? What's the story, yeah, and doing a couple of processes going deep into that and then really like having even that communication with it I and mean, like oh shit if i was to look at money like a lover how have i treated you as a lover how have i emotionally treated you it's like oh shit like that was that was a, that was a big powerful piece for me yeah because it resonates so hard because i could see it because i'd done that work in the relationship side and continue to do that work continue to show up in it nothing's done but continuing to show up and it continue to grow in that and wanting to keep pushing that and keep growing that and i was like yeah okay and then we did the process where we like basically talk to money like it's your partner and you're just like, oh, and then sit in the position of money and talk back to me as if money is my partner and and talk like real about how you treated me. Oh, okay. That just brings some more awareness to it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, again, it, so now it's, now it's for me is, the, is embodying this. Okay, I've, I've witnessed this. I've, I've noticed this is there. All right. Okay. Beautiful. And that's leading to this. And then today was another example of that showing up in me around that money vulnerability of asking for what I want. And even just the realization for so many of us is, is it even our story? Mm. Is it just our parents' story? Or society's story? Or history. His story, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) That's to me, it's (laughs) always the way. It's the, oh, wait up. People that are rich that are, you know, they got that because they robbed people or they, they got it easy or they got it lucky or whatever the story is or or you got to work hard for money. Like mm. somehow it's got to be a struggle to get yeah. money because money's hard to come by, however it is. And it's like, fuck, I watch other people and they don't have that story at all. Yeah. They have plenty of money, you know? It's like, oh, they just have a totally different way of being around money like they do around the opposite sex or who they're attracted to. It's, it's like, oh, yeah. Wolf on Wall Street, yeah, you know? Definitely. What would Leo do? Yeah. You it, know? It, it's very much so. And that's, but this is what I, I love, you know, right? So I've noti- I noticed this, right? So that's what I'm thinking. Like I noticed, okay, done all this work on the relationship side and that's, okay, so now it's incorporating that stuff into the money side. And yet I can see the people on the other side, you know? Beautiful relationship with money and that money's everywhere and all this stuff, yet their personal relationship to themselves or to others is the opposite and that's where you see corruption and greed you know mm. that's and w- what was really highlighted for me a lot was uh, my mentors and that and i'm like oh you know who who are they working with like who are the clients they're working with even in like breath work and stuff and it's like they're working with multi-million dollar clients that have got this multi-million dollar company and they're struggling to go from that five million to ten million or whatever that next whatever that next next boundary is right and you get to a certain point, even with money, or whatever relationship is that your relationship, you get to a certain point, and the other parts come in. Yeah, it's all part of this whole, of this integration. Mm. And if you're just doing this one thing, so you've got this great relationship, and all of them was come down to, oh, I'm a cunt. Like, I'm a ba- like the way I treat my staff. The reason why my business isn't growing is because my staff members leave after two years. Every one of them, they get what they come here to get for. I give them bonuses. I give them this. I give them more money. And yet they take their money and then after a couple of years they leave and go somewhere else because they're getting more money or they're doing whatever. All right, so how am I showing up in the business? You know, how am I showing up in that? 
oh, I'm freaking just dropping the meeting and I'm just like throwing nails at everyone and just spitting fire because that's how I got results to get to this point. Uh, okay. Yeah. And it's, so again, it's, it's bringing that back to this integration that everything, nothing is separate from anything else. Mm. It's all related. Yeah. It's all interconnected. And, it, and it's all interconnected. Yeah. It's how we do one thing is how we do everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how, and if we're, like and if we're doing something really good in something, like acknowledging that, okay, I am really good in that, all right, and looking at that, really having a look at that and seeing wh- where, okay, how am I good at that? What am I good at that? What's making me good at that? Okay, what if I applied that to this aspect of my life into my training or into my diet or into my movement practice or into my relationships? And then noticing like, yeah, it really is. The way you do one thing is how you do everything. And if you're doing one thing really, really well, or you know, or it comes across that you're doing something really, really well, look at how you were doing that really well. So, so and I noticed this myself. Like I noticed, okay, I was doing really well in my Muay Thai training, and I was thinking, what was I, what was there? Okay, there was structure. They were just showing up and doing it on, the, you know, whether I, no matter regardless of how I felt, I did it, regardless of what other people wanted me to do. I was like, oh, I've got training tonight, mate. It's all good. Oh, yeah, I'm going here. There was structure, there's things in place, there was values, there was love, there was enjoyment, there was play. There was all these things in it. Oh, okay. All right. Now, how can I bring that into all aspects of my life, yeah? Mm-hmm. Into, into this full integrated man, this integrated warrior, whichever way, you know, you were to look at it, this integrated archetype, you know, of, of, of that. And, you know, rather than putting ourselves in the box of oh, I am this or you know oh, I'm I'm this person or this is how I am or this is this is the belief I'm taking on yeah or money is hard or that belief or the any any box that you want to put yourself into really stepping stepping out of that box yeah and finding that growth where it is mm. yeah it's epic man what about if we're going to bring it or we're going to start to wrap it up <laughs> what are you currently doing at the moment that's lighting you up What's happening? Right. So right now, what's <laughs> really lighting me up is, is is seeing the growth in the in the Muay Thai community and in being involved with these next generation, um, in sh- in stepping into this elder role that I briefly mentioned earlier. You know, I'm 35 now, and I'm you know like stepping into this elder role of being a more of a coach. Like I said, stepping back from fighting and sharing what I've learned, and and being that elder there to stand and be how i wanted how i would like someone that i want to look up to be like so seeing in myself okay how can i be the best person i can be and then and modeling that for this next generation and so that is something that's really lining up there and the other side that's like which ties right into this is where i'm really like is is this this work on working on yourself yeah on being this integrated man or woman and person so that's in which is i'm I'm like this manifesting generator that just goes with everyone, builds with everyone, right? So, you know, co-facilitating with, with, with men here, you know, in co-facilitating like with Bear and with Danny and other, other men in, in doing things where we're holding circle for men and what can I add as a value rather than putting them up on a pedestal and putting myself in the pit because anytime you put someone in a pedestal, you're putting yourself in the pit, right? So we're all equal. Maybe they may be just slightly little, little levels. But everyone's got their hand up and hand down. That way we can all help each other. And, okay, what can I offer to that, you know? And w- what, 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 can, what value can I offer in that and what value can I offer in being there? And 
in, in in being that you know in 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 sharing what it is I you know what I've learned and how I've learned it and also in being vu- continuing like another opportunity to be vulnerable right mm. and in in doing that so in in all aspects now so I've like I've got this you know going on with the men's work over here and then I go to like an, an another event coming up in two weeks where I'm actually with Maya doing like you know we we're, we're doing expressive play and like theatre, you know, where I get to the Enchanted Forest. Yeah, what's it called? The what's encha- the oh, the Enchanted Forest. Is it? Yeah, the Enchanted Forest. That is a, an amazing event, actually. That one's coming up. Uh, it's the seventeenth. It is. It, I think yeah. Friday. It's Friday night. Friday night, the seventeenth. So yeah. Um, I think we said that. I think you said this one might be coming out Thursday, Friday. So it'll be the, the week after mm-hmm. Enchanted Forest. Seventeenth uh, of December in the Telabajara Valley, an immersive theatre experience. Renita yes. also sent me a message yes. about it too. Yeah, she's one another beautiful human. Forbidden forest. Forbidden forest. There a we go. A night to excite and delight. That's exactly. <laughs> That's so <it>. Maya. Hundred <laughs> percent. Right, and and stepping into that role there of of you know getting a chance for me to express myself in there as well and share mo- and be a role in in that beautiful in that beautiful team of amazing humans there and it, and we all get to express ourselves in this immersive theater where it's a choose your own adventure style you know so as the the person coming to to the event you get to choose which way you want to go on the night and which way the forbidden for you know, forbidden forest is it forbidden forest goes along um so that that's like that's something that if I looked at myself in the you know in the past you know even two years ago, I would never have put my hand up for it, and yet it's something that lights me up so powerfully is play and expressing myself because I'd be this fear of rejection or this fear of judgment rather than this freaking jumping into the play of getting a chance to put on a character, put on a different hat, and express myself in that you know. So it, that's what's like lighting myself up I- right now is in putting on these different hats in all different aspects and st- and bringing, trusting in myself in knowing what I know and that I'm this sponge also of continuing to learn and I am I- and through everything I'm doing I'm only getting better at everything. So then it, and how I'm doing if, if I can do that in that immersive theater then how can I do that in my men's circle and show up and be you know in men in men's circle and show up and be vulnerable and be expressive or how can I show up at the gym and be expressive right or how can I show up in my own personal coaching one-on-one and facilitating in doing it that way or how can I show up in groups and I'm on a building in holding men's groups um, or in in like in men's training you know for embodying themselves or how do I show that up in in fighters in them expressing themselves you know, to be fully expressive in themselves and in introduce fun into fighting, you know, this thing that, yeah, okay, it can be deadly, but also can be extremely fun. It's it artistic. Artistic. It's, it's jiu-jitsu is the gentle art. Yeah. Muay Thai is definitely not gentle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I love how you say Muay Thai, bro. That's, that's something that I love. It's actually Moy, but anyway. <laughs> Muay Thai. <laughs> I love it. I love it because Moy is the name of the ancient art where they, yeah, Buddhist tradition. Um, so, like, I love the tradition of, of all these things too. Like, the the respect aspect of, of all these different things. Like, there's the respect in the circle. There's the respect in, the, in, in going to an event like that where you've got people that are, you know, presenting and, you know, uh, 
you know, showing the respect that they're showing to the people that are attending and you've got, you know, the people are respecting you, sh- you as a coach showing up something to learn um, in, the, in the fight sport area, you know, or that you, a lot of the time they just want to be heard, man. And so it's just lighting me up anywhere where I can be heard, where I can be seen, where I can be vulnerable and where I can like really push that edge at the moment is just lighting me up. So I'm like... As well as doing my own stuff, I'm freaking I'm excited to look for where I can continue to, like, co-facilitate with other people. Where can I can assist on things? Where can I learn? Where can I maybe I can just show up and just like something that I've done. Just show up and be an assistant. You know, last minute or even early on. Yep, something if something interests me, reach out. You're like, all right, cool. I'm interested in this. Yeah, and. Sometimes just being in that assistant, all of a sudden that intuitively turns into being in part of this practice, you know? Mm. And when you're doing it from that integrity place for yourself, this self place, this self-empowerment place, it's powerful and transformational. I've noticed for myself, but also it's for everyone else then. You know, it's even the most recent NLP training and learning hypnosis it's another form of expression it's another for form of of building a rapport it's another form of connection of of, of really expressing what the unconscious mind wants to communicate mm. yeah and removing that that filter and just speaking what it is from the heart or what it is from the gut whatever's coming through at that time and sharing that and growing from that man it's just yeah i'm like super excited for all the things like it's december it is like this time of the year everyone's like oh just wrapping it up getting ready for the end of the year and i'm like like i'm grow I'm, i've got like i don't know like 10 different programs that i'm like all these things that i'm assisting with all these things that i'm doing and then all these things that i want to put out there i'm like awesome everyone's going to be getting time off work beautiful all right well here's some other shit that i'm going to be doing here's some stuff here to look into if you want to know more reach out if there's, you want to talk about something beautiful i want to i want to hear i want to be heard and i want to be seen so that means that i want to hear and i want to see you Mm. you know as your authentic self and hear what you've got authentically to say i'm really not interested at all in the slightest in your you can tell me whatever your story you want to say that's beautiful because maybe i can relate to exactly where that story is and from that story, we can get to a place of vulnerability. And like you were saying, you know, build that connection then from that. And, and we can build that beautiful relationship and, and grow from it. Um, and that's that's what's really like me up at the moment is constant growth, man. Like, I feel like, like yeah, I, I, I've grown in like all these different areas. And I get people that are like, oh, man, you've done so much of this and so much of that. And like, yeah, awesome. I'm doing more too. Like, there's... I want to continue. I want to keep going. It's I want to keep doing it till I'm like till I take my last breath. I'll just be continuing to do it. And mm. anything that I can learn and integrate to myself, yeah, beautiful. How can I share that with someone else? You know, anyone that's willing to be heard, you know, to hear me or to see me, beautiful. You know, if you're willing to authentically see me for me and hear me for what I'm actually seeing uh, or, sa- or saying, and and, and then be be in that place with me oh let's go let's, let's go there I'll, I'll go there all day so loved it man yeah. fucking what a way to wrap up the show <laughs>
And the last question I always ask that I we're going to finish on, but we can follow you on social media. How do we get in contact with you? Yeah, social media on Instagram is Flourish with Chris. Uh, it's just Chris Farthing. Uh, you can also search that just by name on Instagram. It's on Facebook as well. I just keep it nice and simple. It's just my name and everything like that. In, in Like I said, in the works, there's lots of different things coming up. There will be a podcast launching in the new year that I'll be hosting and we're getting beautiful brothers. Love to have you on, brother, once that's going on. Bro. Anytime. And just, you know, reaching out and just sharing for myself, sharing for my hard experience, what I've done and what we can do for the integrated man. Um, yeah, just being for myself and what, what I... What my purpose of my podcast that sort of thing is and everything that I do is looking at what is it that I wanted or w- when I was a younger man when I was struggling in hard times or even now what is it that I want mm. that, that I feel would be of value to me now okay alright what can I and then alright beautiful so if I'm doing that from a place from me then other people can resonate That's, I'm just doing it from a place of what's helped me and yeah. then I can share you what you know maybe that may help you maybe there'll be something there that may help them that's awesome, brother. And the last question, what is a man on a mission to you? A man on a mission is a is a man that's stepping forward with love and play. Like someone that you know is having fun in everything they're doing, yeah. And yeah, I mean that that's a that's a man on a mission. Having pl- having play, fun, love, laughter, like all the range of emotions, yeah, and just feeling them, embodying them and and continuing to go forward towards what it is that y- really lights you up. You sit there and ask your unconscious mind, what is it that I want to do or be? And following that, that's that's a man on a mission. Brother, thank you so much. Guest today, I just wanted to thank Chris again for coming on the show. And a reminder too that the the new program that i'm releasing the order on the 11th of january is quickly filling up so if you want to reach out to me i'll put it in the show notes and come and be a part of it come and learn the embodiment practices the archetypal work that i'm presenting and doing for this program and kick off 2022 with a bang with me so peace out love you all see you all next time you huge love